It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience. And without robbing you of the joy, of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It finally happened. The Magic put the pieces together. They made the plays. Jalen Suggs broke out. The Orlando Magic have their second win of the season. Let's break it all down. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Indeed, Locked On Magic. Today is November 4th, 2022. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRROMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic get a humongous win, defeating the Golden State Warriors 130 to 129, doing all the things they haven't done all season. We're not going to be a broken record today. And like I've been saying throughout the course of the season, it really comes down to two or three plays. And Jalen Suggs made those plays. We're going to break all that down coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. 
to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. That's prizepix.com, promo code LOCKEDON. So, all of these games so far this season, for the most part, Charlotte game accepting, New York game accepting, um, the first eight games of the season all very much felt the same for the Orlando Magic. Um, there's just no, no getting around that, no changing that, no denying it. It came down to turnovers, late game execution, shot selection, d- d- defense at the right moments. It, it, it just came down to little things. And, 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 you know, the frustration, I think, for Magic fans is being so close and suddenly having this expectation to win, which is all good. But the frustration really came from this this feeling that, you know, the Magic have put it out there pretty clearly that they wanted to, quote-unquote, level up, that they wanted to be in these games, that they wanted to win in these games. And we were seeing mistakes get repeated over and over again, which is exactly what the Magic told us they would not do. Now, like... As many have said, and I pointed out, they're not getting blown out. They're in these games. That is a sign of progress, but obviously the results have to follow. Really, when it comes down to it, what, what we're really like pinning down, what we're arguing, is that, yes, there are things that build up over the course of the game. We're going to get to some of that here in the second segment. There are things that build up over the course of a game, but for this Magic team, every game comes down to maybe a three-minute stretch in, in the middle of the fourth quarter. Or it comes down to being able to make the key plays late in the game. Their opening night loss came down to Cade Cunningham passing to Isaiah Stewart for a three. The you know loss to the Hawks came down to being able to get a stop. The loss to the Celtics, the same deal. And it's little decisions that mean big things over the course of a long game. As uh, Jamal Mosley said after the game, there was a little bit of a come-to-Jesus moment, a little bit of a come-to-Jesus meaning after the Magic lost the Oklahoma City Thunder, understanding the mistakes that they made down the stretch that ultimately cost them that game, of not being able to kind of weather that storm, take those punches, take that last rush, and keep their composure to stay in the game and stay in the lead. The way the Magic are playing right now, they get those opportunities to make good immediately. At the end of the day, what Orlando needed was to make a play. Make a winning play at a winning moment. These are the plays the Magic are missing. And and, and honestly, this is what the Magic are going to struggle with all year. This is what young teams have to learn and young teams struggle to do. They have to find ways to win these games. They have to find ways to make these plays. And they're not used to doing it. They're not used to being in those situations. And so it's all learning. And Thursday's win over the Golden State Warriors, it was Jalen Suggs constantly making these plays. Making plays you don't expect, making plays the defense doesn't expect, making plays the opponent doesn't expect, but making plays that give the Magic that little extra boost, that little nudge to get over the top. It started really with about two minutes left. I mean, it really started like about three minutes left when Suggs got a steal on Steph Curry and led fast break for Dalyup oop that gave Orlando a brief seven-point lead that quickly evaporated because this is the Golden State Warriors. They're a very, very tough team. Um, but it really started with about two minutes left. 
When Suggs ran a pick and roll, Draymond Green didn't switch. Maybe that was the plan. And Suggs buried an open three. That is a big shot. And the kind of big shot the Magic haven't been getting consistently this season. So huge play there. Huge, huge, huge moment there. But of course, it's the Golden State Warriors. They're coming right back at him. And so Orlando, yes, with a one point, with a with a tie game at that, that, that shot tied the game. So Orlando was in a back and forth battle with the Golden State Warriors, with the defending champions, with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. And in a critical moment with Orlando up by up by one, or up by two at that point, yeah, up by three, so, and about a minute to play, Suggs made another huge play. Oh, sorry, now I'm getting my timeline crossed up here. Let's start over. Um, with the Magic up, with the Magic up by, with the Magic tied, Suggs again came up huge. Sizing up his defender and draining a big shot. A shot that is not a good shot, by the way. I, I'm not so pleased, but he ran the clock down, set himself up for a shot, and hit a confident three-pointer. It's the kind of shot that if it goes in, it's a great shot. If it doesn't go in, it, it's potentially fatal. But that's how endgame situations are. Endgame situations are always on the knife's edge and comes down to just making or missing shots. Jalen Suggs made his. But his best play, undoubtedly, came right after that. We've got about 30 seconds left in the game now. Steph Curry's trying to drive and, and whip a pass over to Klay Thompson, and Suggs is able to deflect the pass, get the steal, draw the foul, and go to the foul line. Now, he would only split those free throws. Golden State would hit a three. Paolo Bancaro would turn the ball over. Everyone would get nervous all over again. But Orlando played some great defense coming out of the timeout, forced a tough Clay Thompson floater. He missed it, and Orlando wins the game 130-129. to 129. Like I said, it's about making or missing shots. It's about making plays. And, you know, it, it, it seems reductive to just go down the play, play-by-play play list and say, okay, here's what happened, here's what happened, here's what happened. That's not what this podcast is supposed to be for. But that's what matters in these kinds of games. That's what matters in the games the Magic are playing right now. And so Jalen Suggs stepping up in a big moment on both ends of the floor, on offense and on defense, having this huge coming-out party. I think he scored 15 of his 26 in the fourth quarter. He added nine assists for good measure. After struggling to start the game, he really came into his own. And what Jamal Mosley and what the Magic can be really, really proud of is how they took all these punches from Golden State. Because last year's team, certainly down 16 in the third quarter against Golden State, would be done, toast, finished. This year's team, taking the runs and the punches back that Golden State put on them after they took the lead in the fourth quarter, this year's team has struggled with that. This year's team has struggled to, to face those ga- face those teams. And, you know, look, they've given up some big individual scoring performances. Steph Curry had 39 in this game. Um, they've lost to individual brilliance late in games. This isn't just a matter of the Magic putting their foot down and saying enough is enough, although it is certainly some of that. It's simply about the Magic making plays. And somebody making a play to put this team over the top. Somebody rising up to the moment and making things happen, being unafraid of that big shot, of that big moment. And look, it's still really imperfect. 
the Magic gave Golden State a chance to win. They 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 still had to execute, and, and, and there is no stopping. There is no celebrating until that final buzzer sounds. But this was a big moment and, and, and a big, big thing, not just for Jalen Suggs, who had that breakout game, but for the Magic in general, to see and to feel what it's like to do everything the right way and ultimately make the play to win a game. We're going to dive into some of the other moments that were key in the Orlando Magic's victory and what they mean for the team coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word for our pals at Prize Picks. Uh, look, it's a busy night in the NBA tonight. You're looking to get into some daily fantasy action, but if you're like me, even if you think you know a lot about basketball and a lot about fantasy basketball, you're going up into these pools, these daily fantasy pools, going up against the Sharks, against the guys who know what they're doing, who put multiple entries in the same pool that take all the prize money. It's, if you look at these pools, it's the same people at the top. It's really a skill. And if you're not a pro, you're just throwing your money away. That's why prize picks is the daily fantasy game for you. It's not like those other daily fantasy games. You're not going up against a thousand different people where only a hundred get a chance to win the money. You're going up against the projected numbers. So here's how the game works. You pick two to five players, and if they go on to score or record more or less stats than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. Again, there's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections. So you pick you pick the numbers, you pick the players you want to pick. Oh, no salary cap too. That should go without saying. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch, including NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. They have safe and fast withdrawals, currently operational in over 30 states, including here in Florida and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKEDON and sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Try this game out. You are not going to regret it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. For your second listen today, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories at sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Lockdown can provide. Lockdown Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. This game, you know, uh, something that I've also kind of noted about 
um, about these games is, is it's not always just about the fourth quarter. It's not always just about the close games. It's not always about the big minutes. Um, you know, everyone likes to obsess over the final two minutes. And, you know, one of my truisms about the NBA is good teams don't win close games. They avoid them. Um, you know, you don't want to be in a lot of close games because they are high pressure. They are coin flips. They are random. Um, you know, certainly I think Golden State feels like uh, they would pro- they, they might win this game six out of ten times, seven out of ten times, and this is one of those ten that they don't win. Um, it's it's it it you don't want to be in a lot of these close game situations where a tough shot is what beats you, where you know Jalen Suggs can beat you like the Magic did. And so, to me, while it's important to recognize and understand how these close game situations and how things play out and 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 what those mean for the Magic and for this team. I think it's also important to recognize that games are decided throughout the course of the game. Um, you know, I, I would say that, like, look, let's go back through the season. The second quarter against the Pistons, when the Magic lost their lead and had lineups that with Franz Wagner on point when he wasn't really comfortable doing that, that's those were big moments that set the tone for the rest of the game. And the Magic were playing uphill the rest of the way. Um, against Oklahoma City, that end of the third quarter... Um, that end of the third quarter was the game. Um, you know, yes, Orlando built an 11-point lead in the fourth quarter, but the Magic, because they were trying to protect that lead, because they were trying to grow that lead and, and really scratch out that win, brought Paolo Bencaro, Wendell Carter, and Franz Wagner in to start the fourth quarter. They played the entire fourth quarter, and you could see those effects later in the game. This is really, I think, a really important point to note is you could feel these really important moments throughout the course of the game. And, and and look, you get into this more during the playoffs when every game really matters and every possession really, really matters. Um, but look, each game right now is the Magic's playoffs. And, you know, like I, I, I noted this to someone who was complaining a little bit about Coach Mosley. Um, and I, I, I quote tweeted them and said, hey, look, I'm really happy that we're getting to argue specific rotation decisions and specific moments in the game and breaking down games like this because it means we expect this team to win and, and we expect this team to do the things necessary to win. And look, I, I, I'm, tell, I'm, I'm trying to preach patience with everybody, as, with Coach Mosley, with, the, with this team. They're super young. It's super early in the season. Don't draw conclusions yet. Let everyone develop. Note, note some of these problems. Note some of these mistakes. Note some of these miscues. But watch how they progress at the end of the season. Don't make evaluations in November. Make your evaluations. Make your final evaluations in April when the book is closed and the season's done. Now, we'll get plenty of data before before then to, to help us make those decisions and help us make those evaluations. But, like, let's let's let things play out a little bit. Let's let's see how guys improve. And, again, give Jamal Mosley credit if you're going to criticize him for his rotation decisions. He spent the entire game making sure one of Paolo Bancaro or Franz Wagner were on the floor at all times, except for a four-minute stretch at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And, and that's really what I want to hammer down right now. The Magic started the fourth quarter with a very odd lineup of, I think it was Jalen Suggs, RJ Hampton, Kevon Harris, Chuma Okeke, and Caleb Houston. I don't think we've seen that lineup. No center in that lineup. It's, it, it, was, it was weird. Um, and, and I noted it immediately that that lineup didn't have one of the, one of the big, two, big three guys on the, on the floor. But, you know, Caleb Houston was, what, plus three in his four and a half minutes? You know, starting at the end of the third quarter, the Magic being able to hold the ship steady, take a little bit of a lead until the Magic could get those starters back in and match Gold State starters, that was a huge turning point in the game. 
And that's 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 why this honestly, that lineup succeeding is what allowed the Magic to win the game. Like seriously, that lineup succeeding is what. And sorry, Caleb Houston was not plus three. Caleb Houston was plus eleven in four fifty-two. Um, that lineup succeeding is why the Magic won this game, or, or what put them in position to win this game. So you got to give credit to the guys that made these little plays throughout the game. Chuma Okeke scoring 11 points in the first quarter on three three-pointers. The Magic were reeling. They were struggling to get their offense going. They were struggling defensively. Those three-pointers from Okeke calmed the team down, got them back into the game. When they fell behind by 16 in the fourth quarter, Paolo Bancaro took over the game. He scored 22 points in total. A good chunk of them in that third quarter got the Magic back in the game. And, you know, he exited, but the momentum carried over. The Magic were able to cut the lead down to, I believe, two at the end of the third quarter. These are the things that matter. Kevon Harris flying in for offensive rebounds. Kevon Harris had uh, four offensive rebounds. Four of his five rebounds were offensive rebounds. Just making these little energy plays, getting being pesky defensively, not necessarily good, but pesky. Um, making all of these little plays that build up and allow you to finish games at the end. We're like, look, we're we're going through it with this team, learning what it takes to win. And sure, fans have been around a little bit longer. They watch other games. They they could see what is successful late in games and, and where this team still has some deficiencies it needs to solve. But the magic. Are, 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 for, for this Magic team, they have to understand it's not just about getting to the... It's not just get the last two minutes. It's getting to the last two minutes. It's, you know, when you have a lead, bringing the bench in and sustaining that lead, which is a big issue for this team. It's it's finding these pockets to attack and grow, grow leads, shrink deficits, and stay in the game. And, and, and so, yes, Jalen Suggs is the hero for the big plays that he made late in the game. But guys like Kevon Harris, like Chuma Okeke, like Paolo Bancaro, Wendell Carter making some big defensive plays. The big thing this team is trying to learn this year is that it's the details. It's the little plays that build up over time that enable you to win. This game is a perfect example of that because there are so many players that deserve our praise and deserve the recognition for helping this team win such a huge game. It's stuff that built up over it built up over and over. It's the little things piling on top of each other that ultimately enabled Orlando to win the game. Look, it, it's tough to win games against the Warriors when you're giving up 30 points in every single quarter. The match gave up at least 30 in every single quarter and giving up 15 for 30 shooting from beyond the arc. Draymond Green said it after the game, actually. When Clay Thompson and Steph Curry go 15 for 30 from three, we have to win those games. The Warriors lost a game that they have to win. The Magic beat the Warriors when they were doing a lot of really good things. But it's those little moments. It's, it's you know, getting a rebound off a of Steph miss and starting a fast break. It's, it's, it's easy to look at the big plays Jalen Suggs made and say, that's why the Magic won the game. And it absolutely is. But what this Magic team is learning, what this Magic team is going through, and what this Magic team is trying to figure out is how to do those little moments in the second, the third, the first quarter that set the tone for the game, that build momentum, and give you the confidence to win. This was a game where the Magic did a lot of those plays and made a lot of those plays. And that's why they ultimately came out on top in this one. 
We're going to go through the final box score to finish out the show, talk a little bit about individual performances coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So let's go through the final box scores. The Orlando Magic defeat the Golden State Warriors 130-129 to for their second win of the season. I will note Orlando is 2-1 at the Amway Center. Um, and I want to start, start start right there before we get into the box scores. I've gone through a lot of the individual performances I want to go through already. Um, this was my first home game of the year. Um, it's Golden State. I know it's always going to be a, a crazy crowd, always going to be a loud crowd. But um, I, I have to say, there has not been... A, I've not felt a buzz like this in the Amway Center for the Magic in quite some time. Even during the playoff run in 2019, I, I don't think that there's been this much anticipation for what's next with this with this group. And, you know, I sense it. I see it with how my traffic's doing, to be perfectly honest. People are interested in what the Magic are doing. Um, but to feel that crowd um, was really, really fun and really, really good. Um, it's Golden State. Of course, they're going to sell out, but that does make three straight announced sellouts. I won't say that the Magic actually sold out all, all three games, but the, Magic, the, the box score at least says marks this game as a sellout for the third straight time and, and three out of three for the start of the season. Now, we'll see Sacramento, not quite as sexy an opponent. Houston on Monday, not quite as sexy an opponent. But I have to say, um, there's obviously interest in the first overall pick, and Paolo Bancaro is is making good on that and playing really, really well. Um, but I have to say, there definitely is a buzz uh, and an interest in what this team is doing and what this team is capable of doing. Um, it's really, really, really exciting to see um, and really, really exciting to see uh, and feel that energy. Um, you know, I, I joked about this. Uh, I have an Apple Watch, and and, and it, it does this thing where if, if it gets too loud, it tells you, like, hey, you're in an environment that's 90 decibels loud, and if you hang around here for 30 minutes or more, you're you're hearing you're going to get hearing damage. Um, the only time I've actually seen it go off is when I'm on roller coasters, um, to be perfectly honest. Um, I, I had my, my phone on sleep so I could focus on the game, um, but I checked my watch after the game. I had four different alerts that it was too loud, um, and I checked the, the data on my phone, um, and I was up in the low, so I wasn't down on the floor, so I imagine it was much louder down there. Um, it topped off at 101 decibels, so it was, it's, it's the Warriors, it's loud, but, you know, Jamal Mosley said it after the game, the fans really brought the energy, um, and, and, and it's different. Um, yes, there are lots of Warrior fans. There's lots of Steph Curry fans. There's a lot of Steph Curry admirers. You know, it, it's hard not to gasp when Steph Curry does some of the things that he does. Um, there's always going to be a little bit of that noise there, but it was largely a magic crowd, and, and you could hear in the third quarters Orlando was making their comeback. Um, organic, let's go magic chance like it was like it was the playoffs. Um, there is real buzz about this team. Um, so, so hop on that bandwagon now. Um, and, and, and it being my first home game, I just wanted to give the, the credit to the, to the crowd and to the fans for, for bringing a lot of energy and, and for being engaged in this game. Um, it, that, that's going to be a big selling point. 
that's going to be a big boost. Um, you know, I think I've said it on this podcast. I really believe this Magic team is going to be better at home than they are on the road significantly. That's how young teams usually are. Um, but Orlando really has the opportunity to establish some home court. Um, and that's something they've struggled to do really since Dwight Howard left. Um, you know, there's that obviously that 5-0 homestand in 2019. Um, that was really, really important in the playoff playoff push. And, and we saw the crowd really get into it then. And we saw the crowd obviously into it uh, during the 2019 playoffs. But um, Magic's home records have always been kind of middling, um, even when they were in playoff form. Um, this is a chance to really establish a home court. And, and, and I noted this. With young teams especially, um, getting big wins at home and, and proving to your home crowd that you're going to compete and win on your home floor, that's how you build a fan base. That's how you get support. That's how you get belief in the rebuild that you're doing. I, I you know, like I could sit here and I've been telling people all offseason, like, look, I don't know how good this team's gonna be record wise. They're gonna be a lot of fun. Um I've been telling people, like, you know, look, they're they're doing more good things than bad. The results just aren't there yet. Getting the results at home is proof to a fan base that you're worth investing in, that you're worth believing in, that you're worth kind of sticking with. Um, and so in that sense, like this is a big win. This is a big confidence win for the team because obviously they executed down the stretch and beat the defending champions. Um, but it's a big win for the franchise just for establishing this base and this understanding and this home court that Orlando is going to be a tough place to play and the, the crowd is going to be behind them. And, and obviously... We're at the ground. We're at the ground floor, first floor of this. We're going to see this continue to build as we move forward. Let's get to some individual performances then. Um, Jalen Suggs, career high, twenty six points, nine for seventeen shooting, two for six from the three point line, six for, for eleven from the foul line, nine assists, four steals, three turnovers. So you see a lot of the good and the bad. Um, I, I would say this about Jalen Suggs: when he's bad, he can be really bad. Um, criticism for him and his shot selection and his offense are very warranted um, in, in, in my mind. I, I thought his first quarter was terrible. Um, I thought he was taking bad shots. He was kind of loose with the ball, turning it over. Um, he's obviously got a big responsibility. He was the main defender on Stephen Curry, and, and I thought generally he did a good job when he was matched up with him. Um, you know, the, the Magic let him get loose in the second quarter. Fourth quarter, Steph did his thing. But um, but when Suggs is really good, he's really good. Um, and, and that's what's so, so tantalizing about him. You're like, don't give up on Jalen Suggs. Um, but he's still got to prove himself, and this is a big step for him. Um, he, When he's on, his passing is really, really precise and really good. Uh, when he's off, it's really bad. Um, when he's hitting shots, the shots that he's taking are really good. When he's not, they are really bad shots, like I said earlier. Um, and so I think, you know, great performance from Suggs, but this is definitely a chance to kind of find his level and, and, and kind of show him, like, okay, here are the good things you did. Here are the bad things you did. Know where you're at and, and push forward. Um You'll note the free throw, 6-for-11 from the foul line. That's a place where he can get better, um, to be perfectly honest. Um, Orlando shot 46 free throws in this game. That's why they stayed in the game. They were able to parade to the line. They got to the line a bunch in the third quarter, got into the bonus early in the fourth quarter. That's how they built a seven-point lead in the fourth quarter, got to the line in the first quarter. That's what kept this team alive. That's what kept this team in the game. Their ability, The, the Magic's ability to get to the foul line is a very real thing. Suggs had 11 free throw attempts. Paolo Bancaro had nine. That's 20. That's that's how much the Magic averaged for most of the last decade, if that. Um, having two guys who could put enough pressure on defenses to foul as much as they as much as they did, the offense is gonna figure it out, and 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 the free throws are just a boost to that offense. The Magic's offense is better just from getting to the foul line more. And obviously, you know, 13 missed free throws, those are 
tons of missed opportunities. They all, all those misses felt big in the moment. Orlando's still able to overcome, still able to get the win. So some, some things that the Magic, again, details. Magic have to make free throws. They have to limit turnovers, 19 turnovers for 27 points. Um, they have to continue to, to get better at that. Paolo Bancaro, 22 points, 8 for 17 shooting, 6 for 9 from the foul line, 8 rebounds for him, 5 turnovers though for Paolo. Um, he, he had his struggles, but 12 of his 22 points, including just one turnover, 5 for 6 shooting in the third quarter. Paolo found his groove um, and really started, really got on the attack. And, and it really looked like once the Magic were down by 16, Paolo was determined to get the team back in the game. And he was forcing some things, and he committed some offensive fouls and some turn- and some travels that he shouldn't have. But third quarter, we saw what Paolo Bancaro is going to look like when this team needs a basket. He's going to find a way to get them a basket. Um, and it was really, really impressive to watch in real time. Uh, Franz Wagner will not get the hero's welcome here, but 19 points, 7 for 12 shooting, uh, 4 for 5 from the foul line, 2 assists, 4 turnovers. Turnovers still an issue for this team. Let's, let's not pretend it's not. Um, but Franz Wagner, just really, really solid. Um, you know, I think he's starting to kind of find his groove again. Um, he's still struggling as kind of the lead ball handler, but he is he is finding his pockets, still putting up putting up some numbers, starting to find some efficiency, starting to figure out which shots he should be taking, taking fewer threes, taking fewer of those step backs, um, trying to get to the basket more, trying to get to the foul line a little bit more. Um, he's he's just so good at getting around defenses. It, it's it's going to come. There's there's really no worry with Franz Wagner especially when the Magic do get Markel Fultz back or as they put the ball in Paolo Bancaro's hands more or if they trust Jalen Suggs a little bit more, we're going to see Wagner's efficiency go way up. So I have no concerns about him. Wendell Carter, 14 points, 9 rebounds. Did a great job um, getting under Draymond Green's skin a little bit, um, fouling out Kevon Looney. Um, James Wiseman was completely useless for the Warriors. Wendell Carter is is dominant in the paint even if the numbers don't say it. Um, Really big blocks throughout the course of the game. He was only credited with one block, but he had a few more or changed a few more shots. Um, he's just solid, you know, maybe not next level solid, but but he's very, very solid. Magic's bench stepped up huge. Golden State is one of the bench worst benches in the league. Um, Orlando also has a really bad bench, but Orlando's bench was able to win the game, and that that's that's so big for them. Chuma OKK, 16 points, 4 for 6 shooting, 3 for 5 from deep. 9 rebounds for him, just super, super solid. Uh, at every at every phase, um, he loves playing the Warriors. He had 11 points in the first quarter, really helped boost the team. Kevon Harris, 12 points, four for seven, shooting two for three from beyond the arc. Five rebounds, four offensive rebounds. It's hard to keep this kid off the floor. He just works and works and works. Plays with a ton of energy. Um, is just willing to mix it up on the offensive glass. Not perfect defensively, but tries really hard. Um, and he's he's not a bad defender, I don't think. Um, and again, when he gets a shot going, it's really good. And RJ Hampton just continues to play really well. It, it's going to be real hard for Jamal Mosley to keep RJ Hampton off the floor. 15 points, 4 for 6 shooting, 3 for 5 from beyond the arc. Um, just made his shots, made big plays for this team. Um, you, you can't be upset with RJ Hampton. Uh, he is he has earned a lot more of a look. And and look, you know, I, I know there's a lot of criticism out there about Jamal Mosley and his rotations and some of the decisions that he's made. Um, and, and I think a lot of them are warranted. I also think, though, you have to give credit to Jamal Mosley because he uses the first quarter to figure out, first half to figure out who the hot hands are, and then his second half rotations are significantly tighter. Um, Bol Bol was struggling in this game. Bol Bol did not play very much in the second half. Um, they, they gave they gave him a look, made some defensive mistakes, sat him down. Mobamba came in. Mobamba made some mistakes. Orlando adjusted the rotations accordingly, and they went with the hot hand. Chuma Okeke was in the game at the end. At the end. 
RJ Hampton played a good chunk of that fourth quarter. It really looked like he was going to finish the game for, for, good, for a good portion of that because he was playing well. Mosley is setting up his rotations so that, you know, rightly or wrongly, so that everyone gets a chance to show what they have, and then he goes by committee. Whoever's playing the best, whoever's doing the right things, whoever's in the best rhythm, they're going to get the big minutes in the fourth quarter. The starters are going to be the starters. You know, there won't be much deviation there. Um, but Mosley certainly is not feeling chained to a set rotation or to set players. He's trying to explore and see who has it, who doesn't. And yes, it's still about putting out good lineups and and balancing those rotations so that, you know, Franz, Paolo, Wendell are on the floor as much as possible because those guys make things work. It's going to be the same when Markel comes back. Um, but, you know, so a little bit still is about finding consistency and finding trust. But, I, you know, I got to give Mosley credit. He settles very sharply on the guys that he's going to rely on late in games. And the Magic are in enough of these games that they can continue to experiment like this and, and, and figure out what's working and what's not and then lean and press on what's working late in games. And again, we'll see. The results are the results right now, but we'll see um, how that further develops once this team gets healthy too. The Orlando Magic defeat the Golden State Warriors 130-129 to for their second win of the season. They're back in action Saturday at the Amway Center as they continue the seven-game homestand against the Sacramento Kings. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast. On Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter, at omagicdaily. Before we get into uh, what comes next, I just want to give everyone a healthy reminder. Tuesday is Election Day here in the United States. The midterm elections are coming up. The ballots will be cast, will be counted. And early voting is still going on here in Orange County. I believe or I believe early voting in Orange County goes until Saturday. It might be Sunday, but I will say for sure till Saturday. Check your local supervisor elections office to learn about early voting and how long early voting will go to. I know some counties will end it today on Friday. Um, but if you have not made a plan to vote or if you're planning to vote on Election Day, please make a plan to vote. There are great voter guides out there from the Orlando Sentinel, from the news station that I work for, uh, uh, Spectrum News 13 on mynews13.com. Learn about the candidates, learn about the issues, make informed decisions, and please exercise your right to vote. The midterm midterm elections will will have a major effect on the United on on both the national government, the federal government, as well as your local government, with lots of key issues on the ballot and your leaders deciding what deciding which direction your community goes. So again, please do your do your do your research on the candidates. Learn as much as you can about them. Make your plan to vote. And if you haven't voted early already, vote early or make your plan to vote on November 8th on Tuesday um, as we get set for the midterm election. So please definitely, definitely, definitely do that. Thank you again for making Locked On Magic your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic, we Locked on Magic. This is Phil Frost. We'll see you next time for another episode. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today.